Welcome to the Zen for Real Life podcast. This is Dogo at the City Cave in Glasgow. I want to talk about the first of what's known as the Buddha's Four Noble Truths, or sometimes called the Four Ennobling Truths. The first one's usually translated as All Life is Suffering, or sometimes it's translated as There is Suffering. But usually it's all life is suffering, and since that's the best known one, let's go with that. The word that's translated as suffering is dukkha, which means a kind of all-pervasive dissatisfaction. And that might not make sense to people who say, all life is suffering, but I know life isn't suffering, my life hasn't always been suffering, I've had some great times I can look back on, times when I wasn't suffering. But could they? Could you? It's easy to put together a narrative of our lives. Good times when things were going well. Bad times when things weren't going well. And to think we were happy during the good times. And if we become nostalgic, we wish for the good times to come back. And we think, those were the days. But What actually happened during the times that you remember yourself being happy because things were going your way, things were going the way you wanted them to? You might have had pleasure, but was there any peace? Was there any contentment? What really happens when we get what we want is the same thing that happens when we don't get what we want. When we're not getting what we want, we think, if I could only get that, I'd be happy. Whether it's the love of another person, or a job, or the admiration of our peers, or a different living situation, whatever it is, that's our if only. If only I had that, I'd be happy. What happens when we get it? There's maybe a split second of peace, or more likely just of relief, and then what do we think? How can I keep this? I like how this feels. I like having this. I like the way life is right now. How can I make it stay this way? I love this person. How do I make sure they don't leave me? I really like the admiration of my peers. How do I make them keep admiring me? I really like this job. How do I keep from getting fired? And on, and on, and on. It goes. So... Not getting what we want, there's dukkha, dissatisfaction, stress, anxiety, suffering, if only, if only, if only. And if we are getting what we want, there's dukkha, anxiety, stress, suffering. Because now it's what if, what if, what if, what if I lose this? What if this happens? What if that happens? So they're not even different sides of the same coin because it's really the same thing. In the same way that pleasure is really pain with a pretty face, one more sensory experience, something we attach to rather than avoid, whether we attach to keeping something or attach to escaping from it, it's the attachment that causes dukkha that causes suffering. 
Now, what we get into a lot when practicing the Buddha Dharma is creating more dukkha for ourselves because we think, well, I need to become enlightened. I need to transcend dukkha. I need to get beyond that. And so, if only becomes, if only I was enlightened, if only I didn't have that dukkha, that suffering anymore, then I'd be happy. Now, you may think you wouldn't be able to attach to enlightenment, but it's quite easy to attach to enlightenment experiences. I remember the first experience I had of what in Zen we call Kensho or Satori, an enlightenment experience. It happened as I was walking from a supermarket to my truck and I had a big bag of cat food slung over one shoulder and everything fell away. All of the illusions that I'd been enslaved by just dropped away, just disappeared. And so what did I immediately do? Well, not immediately, but soon after. I attached to that. I attached to the enlightenment experience. So much so that there were a couple of times when I went back to the same supermarket, got a bag of cat food, carried it over the same shoulder as I walked to my truck, which had parked in the same parking spot because I associated it with Kensho and maybe it would happen again. See? When we attach, we turn everything to poison. I've known people who had deeply blissful experiences when meditating, and so they became attached to that. In Zen, such people are known as samadhi junkies, people who cling to samadhi, to peace or bliss, in the same way that people cling to experiences brought on by drugs or booze. And quite often the experiences brought on by drugs are similar. I knew a man who, depending on what he was using, would tell you either about the blissful effects of the drugs he was taking, or his adventures when drunk, or his adventures when meditating. And the story was really the same. It wasn't the practice of the Buddha Dharma. It was about sensory gratification, or emotional gratification. It was self-centred. As soon as we cling to something... As soon as we grab hold of it, we've lost it, and it's no longer what it was we first connected with. How many times have you been in relationships where you were friends with someone, then it became a romantic attachment, you were getting along great, and now you're a couple, and suddenly it goes to hell? Because now you're attached. This other person, you want them to make you happy. You want them to be this way and not that way. And this is what we do with relationships, with people that we love. We kill that love through attachment. We find that we're good at something, say it's some kind of art that we're good at, and we think, now I can have a career, I can be successful at this art, I can be famous, or whatever it is we want it to bring us. And so we're no longer there. We're no longer there with the other person, or we're no longer there with our art, whatever it is we're doing, whatever it is we want. We kill it by clinging. And our challenge when practicing Zen is to practice hard without trying to bend the Buddha Dharma to our own will, 
without deciding what we want enlightenment to be and then trying to shape enlightenment, trying to shape ourselves in the image of how we imagine the Buddha to be. So, what do you do when practicing? Blissful experiences arise. That's fine. Enjoy them. Painful experiences, painful thoughts arise. That's fine. Endure them. But don't attach to the enjoyment of the bliss. And don't fight. Don't push away the painful feelings, the painful thoughts. And don't attach to enduring the painful feelings either. They're just what's going on. Just what's happening. Just this. Just this. Just this. And when you can meet with life as it is, without a story about how you think it should be, then there's peace. Not pleasure, necessarily. Although if there's pleasure, you can enjoy it as you experience it. There's no room for self-flagellation in this practice. So go ahead and enjoy it. But pleasure or pain, there's peace, enlightenment, the perfection of the moment, the perfection of yourself, just as you are, of other people, just as they are, of life, just as it is.